Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And we are real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this week is interesting enough for sure because uh, we are making do with what we can. I am out of the great state of Michigan and out in Florida on vacation, and so we're making do with what time that we have. And Craig is back still in the cold state of Michigan where it actually snowed earlier this week, and I was able to get out of town, get out of Dodge before that hit. Yeah, but, you uh, suck. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that was definitely not planned. I mean, this uh, vacation has been planned for a long, long time. So I was definitely not trying to escape the snow, but when I heard that was happening, it really did make me chuckle because I was just like, yeah, I couldn't plan to more perfect myself. So. <laughs> yeah, I had some flurries, and I, I think Amer- uh, all of Michigan walked out of the front yard, front uh, lawn, and just shook their head, and we went, I can't believe this is happening at this time of year. It's yeah, am- I, it's amazing, I tell you. Yeah, you you just can't. There's no understanding it. It that makes no sense. And I I tweeted out a picture of what it looked like down here, and I was just like, back home it's snowing, and frankly it's not my problem because I'm not there. So, yeah, you guys, I said I, Michigan. I'd rather have like three, four months of pure hell snow all the time, and then it clear up and never come back. Instead of it snows for a while and it clears up it snows for a while it's real nice snow it's nice rainy snow it's just i can't stay i just want <laughs> consistency yes oh oh yeah totally totally agree and i just if i was home for that i don't know i probably would have lost my mind along with everybody else but uh going uh, going ahead and moving forward with that kind of thought we'll go into uh the segment that we've recently introduced and we'll go ahead and talk about the rock moment of the week this is uh just kind of the highlights and moments of the week that we'll uh, just talk and discuss things uh sometimes we'll use that as part of the episode if anything goes on with michigan football but we'll go ahead and just kind of do a little personal highlights mine's really easy this week because i mean i'm in florida i'm on vacation for a week nothing's going on everything's great it actually said that was supposed to thunderstorm down here and it has totally passed us so i mean even when it looked bad the worst that has happened is better than anything that could have been really going on to Michigan. So I have no complaints. This whole week has been rock. So nice. But can I uh, just, like, can I piggyback off your rock? Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> rock moment is <laughs> my blue brother Caleb uh, in Florida. Now mine is uh, obviously my parents were able to sell their house up north which they were worried that they wouldn't and they sold it within a couple weeks and and they're thinking about moving somewhere closer to family so that'd be very very cool so that's my rock moment of the week oh nice yeah so and my parents are very cool so usually people are like i don't want my parents near me not my parents they're really really cool and so good shout out to them so it would be yeah. really nice to have them closer than they are. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people going in and out of the housing stuff, you know, 
moving, buying new homes, trying to sell, and some, uh, man, some of those stories, we, we've only done it once. We've only bought a place one time, and it was really easy for us. It was like, honestly, it was less than 30 days from when, when we saw the house and when we signed the papers. And recently, somebody that we knew was going through some stuff, and they had to jump through so many hoops, and then... The people took the house off the market, then they put it back on the market while they still had an offer in on it, and it was, it was way more than I would have wanted to deal with. But yeah, some of that housing stuff can be a mess. So that's awesome that your parents were able to get through that relatively smoothly. Yeah, I told them. I said, "Hey, mom and dad." I said, "The cool thing is they kind of listened. They said we're going to leave all the furniture. They're just going smaller. Get a condo because they're getting older. They're, they're around seventies, early uh, mid seventies. So." And they're going to leave everything. And I said, cool, just start over again. Get one, get two forks, two spoons, two knives, two plates. <laughs> <laughs> and do it that way if you have to. I mean, yeah. go simple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or whenever you're at fast food restaurants, you can just pick up plasticware for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about anything. Yep. I'm always about the cheap, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. Well, we are uh, moving into uh, conversa- uh, the football conversation here shortly. We had great fan feedback this week on our topic, and so we appreciate that. And here after this short transition break here, we are going to dive into this week's topic. Yeah, we had a lot of good turnout. It looks like you're, you know, you had a nice little poll on Twitter, and everybody chimed in, and uh, you tagged the people that you thought would have the would uh, respond quickly, and they did, and that was really cool to see what they had had to say about it. And um, and not only did they have something to say about it, but they made their you know facts and case for it, which was really cool. So that was good to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, absolutely. We had a great turnout. I kind of tried to hit up people that I know that have interacted with the show before, uh, commented on things, shared their thoughts and, and all that. And so with their uh, input on this week's topic, it's kind of um, a broad topic, I guess you would say. It mostly covered the early preseason, preseason rankings that have been coming out by some of the sports websites and the uh, uh, sports writers and things like that, but really what it kind of covered, I sent it out in a couple tweets, kind of kept it fresh, trying to uh, attract listeners to join in the conversation on Twitter. And uh, basically it was asking what rank early preseason ranking that has been out there do people agree with most for where Michigan should be. But kind of past that too, I also mentioned um, – the conversation of do you prefer the concept of your team maybe ranked higher than they should be or would you rather be kind of looked at it as an underdog like you got kind of screwed in your ranking and you should be ranked higher than you should or the team should be ranked higher than they should be so that's all part of the conversation everything but all revolved around i was able to get a poll out there and it was actually kind of a good thing that we pushed back the 
when we're recording this, normally we're, uh, I did tweet out that normally we record on Monday night, but because of my vacation schedule, we decided to push it back to Wednesday night and the poll ran, I believe it was Monday to Tuesday or Sunday to Monday, something like that. So we were able to keep the poll out for the, uh, whole 24 hours that we had it out and, uh, got good feedback and everything. The, the four rankings that we decided to choose to poll people on, which the poll was, which of the early preseason rankings for Michigan do you agree with the most? Mm. And we put up third, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And the winner was at 37%, and that was fifth. And then sixth came in at 26%, seventh came in at 21%, and third came in at 16%. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, definitely had uh, good interaction, good feedback with that. And so actually, uh, what we will go ahead and dive into now, kind of come up with a new name for it. We'll see what people think. I haven't even introduced it to Craig, but I think this might encapsulate it maybe a little bit better. But instead of focusing on just Twitter time, what I think we can call it is the fan frequency. Oh, yeah for fan, the fan feedback that we get on our topics. So we'll go into fan frequency, uh, tune into the fan frequency. And this is where we can collect uh, tweets people send us, emails, and voicemails. So we'll go. That's how maybe you could go with like fan feedback. Feedback? (laughs) No. I'm guessing the fans wouldn't like that. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, we're still open to ideas if anybody has them. But I think uh, it's better than Twitter time because with this, anything that people send in, if it's a voicemail, email, or Twitter, can all be encapsulated in this fan frequency segment so we'll go ahead and dive in we got a bunch of tweets uh with people talking about here one of our regulars drew blue at drew hosefire 72 um he was saying how it was a hard decision because uh he still has uh since we don't have a definite qb that's picked out um he decided to go with uh ranking michigan at number five though Mm -hmm. um but he said if things do go right for the season that michigan could end up at the number two spot continuing uh with his thoughts on the conversation he was also saying that basically one loss would end it all and so it's definitely important to get a qb in there and hoping hoping that not another Utah comes in and gives us another loss early in the season like it did last year. To further talk about the quarterback position, he's like, the problem about having one-and-done quarterbacks like we had with Rudock is that they get in their rhythm, and then the season is over, and then they're on their way, which we kind of talked about in that some previous yeah, episodes. It's a, it's a great point. Uh, yeah. May, obviously, he's a great uh, great guy, love him, and great fan of the, the show. And yeah, he makes, and of course, he makes just absolutely great points. And that's a really good point he made right there. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be highlighting that and coming back yeah. to that in conversation. Um, Jeff Turska and mm-hmm. JT Turska. He picked Michigan to go at number five. He didn't really put much stock in the polls, and he says, just like Al Davis said, just win, baby. And uh, yeah. 
ends off with a hashtag go blue. One of our friends, Brandon Darling, at Brandon underscore Darling, uh, decided to put Michigan at seven because he likes uh, being on the outside looking in, having less pressure. Um, uh, one of our other um, people who's participated quite a bit, Zamora, uh, at Big Zamo 78 he's, uh, he's mentioned some things before. He, was, uh, he actually kind of uh, went off of Brandon's comment, and he was saying that there's no such thing as less pressure. Michigan gets everybody's best shot as college football royalty, um, which right. definitely makes sense. Uh, he decided to go on and say that uh, he would take the number three spot. Then all we have to do is basically hold steady, and we're in the final four, uh, he was saying. Uh, Go Blue 24 at game time 436. It's hard to know where to rank them until they beat Michigan State. I think they will be un- going undefeated until going undefeated into MSU. Uh, he decided to put Michigan at number five uh, was his ranking spot. John Woodhouse at J Wood H O U. Who knows, but I think it may be a bit high as we have no idea about our quarterback play, but every other position is pretty solid. And then John Newman at JNewman1081131. I would feel better at the, between 7 and 9 and to beat MSU, Iowa, and OSU on the road to earn it. At that point, it would be hard to say otherwise. So just two more here to kind of round things out. These were kind of um, a little bit in the conversation, but a little bit um, different, uh, kind of like how I was saying, do you prefer having your team overrated or underrated playing as the underdog? Uh, John Woodhouse uh, kind of went off of that tweet, and he mentioned fan, fans and players want respect for a true rating. Coaches, I think, want the underdog for motivation. And then there was actually, after uh, this conversation had been kind of going out, I think it was actually towards the tail end, maybe it was yesterday or the day day before, there was uh, an article that went out about teams that were overrated for 2016, and they put Michigan up there, and I kind of asked, does anybody really kind of think that Michigan's overrated? And GoBlue24 chimed in saying that, Ohio is uh, still the top dog until we knock them off. So feeling that uh, it's more of a position that we have to earn rather than being given it so early. So that is our fan feedback for this week. A lot of great information, a lot of great interaction. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fan frenzy right there. Good job, guys. It was uh, some good points in there. I'm sure we'll touch on here right soon. Oh, yeah what and our opinions on what we think so yeah absolutely i mean uh craig if you want to start off i mean if if you want to you can kind of go just into your thoughts if you want or if you want to um jump off of something that one of the uh fans tweeted out at us uh and then we'll go Mm -hmm. into our thoughts later i'll let you start the conversation yeah i kind of tend to um obviously all of them make great points and um and i could see the case for why we would be in the top five, it makes sense. Um, given our schedule, it's uh, obviously a little bit light. And like we're talking about in the first four or five games, we really don't play a big uh, juggernaut of any teams. In fact, we should have uh, the case to where we'll have our quarterback have some good 
uh, playing experience. We don't have a Utah like you mentioned in the first game or anything like that. So we should have some. What I'm worried about a little bit is the very fact is um, I, I like I tend to like to have my team, the you know Michigan, a little bit on the low side, so six to seven because. The very fact is, anytime you're in the top five, you either get um, a lot of the feedback or whatever you want to say, the slappies out there, the trolls out there saying, you know, you guys are only top five, you've got a cakewalk schedule. If we're on the low end and we went out, we should beat those teams going into state. And then if we beat state, then, yeah, we should be able to totally leapfrog some of those teams to get to the top five and even to the three. And then I actually agree with a John, was it John Newman that said that the very fact is if you got if we have to beat Ohio State in order to get to top three. But it's always difficult because of the very fact is Ohio State is the last team on the schedule. And that's always the toughest one because we are – we're stuck in this, uh, what have you done for me now, you know, and fast track. And so we're we're sitting here saying, if we lose big to a house and that's the last game, we better be ranked pretty high in order for them to drop us down with that loss or keep it close because I hate having to lose to Ohio and it's always the last game and because that, that's always the game that people and the pollsters and the in the board looks at to see where you want to be ranked. So I'm tennis. I kind of want to be in that six to seven range. And so that on your poll, I did put six on there and I, I feel that that's about right. Um, and Ohio is a little bit above us just because of the very fact that they have a returning quarterback, Michigan, on the other hand, doesn't. And we do have some pretty good options at quarterback, but that's my main concern. There is quarterback who's going to play. Cause right now, you, me, and everybody else has no clue who's going to start. We believe it's going to be a corn, but I, until I see it, I don't know. Until I see that first game played, I'm still kind of up in the air on who it is. And until we figure it out that, uh, then I'll keep them at six to seven for my poll and where I think they should be. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with a lot what you're saying and a lot with what the fans were saying. Um, like, uh, Drew and Newman were talking about uh, that you just mentioned. Quarterback uh, is a big question. We don't have a returning quarterback. Uh, Michigan State does not have a returning quarterback. Ohio does, but we saw how many players they lost to the draft. So there are a lot of those questions hanging out there. I personally prefer myself being the underdog and feeling like yeah. You're underrated going in because you have something to prove and you can work your way up. Um, the tricky thing that we've kind of seen for the two years in this playoff is that it's really difficult to start in the top four and stay in the top four. Mm -hmm. So if you can, and now granted, of course, uh, the college football playoff ranking doesn't start the first week. So by the time that the rankings come out, we Michigan could be in that discussion and everything. But even in the early polls, I would prefer to be ranked. And I think that they're more justifiably ranked in the six or seven spot. I think more of the seven spot just because, I mean, there, there are other teams that have had tougher schedules that are keeping some really great players and everything that I, not saying that they're better than us uh, at all because 
I mean, I think we're going to have a great opportunity and everything. But I I just think coming from last season into this one that they could easily be ranked ahead of us. So I think third is very high, very generous. Uh, it, it really kind of comes uh, and something that to make sure not to be overlooked is how these people are breaking it down. It's just like, okay, is this what they're projecting of what these teams should be at, at the beginning of the season? Like, okay, this is this is who should be in these spots when the season begins ranked at this spot or are some of them kind of thinking these are the teams that I see that are going to be ranked at this this spot at the end of the season going into the playoffs because right. if, if that's the case and and I didn't um get a chance and I'm I'm not sure if anyone any of the polls really um broke it down quite like that and exactly what they were. I'm assuming that most of them are, this is where these teams should be ranked at the beginning of the year. But there's a small chance that, especially some of the sports writers uh, who did them themselves, just were kind of like, I think at the end of the 2016 season, these are where these teams are going to be ranked. Because honestly, Michigan could easily be ranked in the third spot. But to start off the year, I I think that's too high for them, really. Yeah, yeah, I think some of those polls are had them at third or fourth. That's too high, way too high right now. I mean, no way. Even I think I saw a couple that had them above Ohio State, and I said, no, not yet. Yeah, and and that was the thing where Ohio has lost quite a few players and everything, but they do have that major role of the quarterback returning. So they have that um, solidified, but... Uh, I can see how Michigan State drops because Michigan State lost quite a few players and they lost their key piece in their quarterback. And Mm -hmm. so they have looming questions just like Michigan does. So them dropping, I can see that. Um, So that is definitely kind of one of those things where I would say, you know, Michigan needs to prove itself by beating Ohio to be ranked above Ohio Yeah, and you're right. And the fact is um, Ohio State, they have a really, I mean, if you think about Ohio State's got to go in to and play Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's going to be, is what, ranked third so far? And Oklahoma is returning all their offensive firepower. And they got Mayfield at quarterback. And they're going to be really, really tough to beat. So I have Ohio State losing to Oklahoma right there, drops them down. Um, so in the rankings, but as far as the Big Ten is concerned, the conference, I mean, it, they got to go to Wisconsin and Michigan State. But uh, so far, I don't see with I don't see any of those teams beating them. I mean, I just don't at this time. It would be the one loss I would see on their schedule would be Oklahoma and to us, if that's the case. But yeah, and yeah, they, well. Yeah, and then you get state. Obviously, state's got the worst. I don't, you know, I'm looking at their rank, and they're at rank the top ten. I mean, come on, they got to go to they got to play BYU, and they got to go to Notre Dame. They got to play Notre Dame too. Yeah, Notre Dame's ranked what eighth, and they're returning a lot of players. So it's like I, I see them losing that game. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for either of those teams really. Um, I mean, to go further into Ohio State. 
schedule. They have uh, quite a few road games, uh, like you said, Oklahoma, but they also go on the road to Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan yeah. State. And so even Michigan State, we have to go on the road to Michigan State. Um, mm -hmm. Michigan does. so, And that's never really quite an easy task. I don't think it's going to be as difficult as years past just with their situation this year. But, yeah, it's it'll be... It'll be really interesting to see. I, I think I agree with you where they could definitely, Ohio could definitely lose to Oklahoma. And um, who was it? I believe it was Drew said where if there's one loss, yeah, Drew Blue, Drew Host Fire 72 mentioned that if we have one loss, it ends it all. I. That's a tough one. That That is a tough one. I would almost agree with that. I mean, because. There is that small chance of something weird happening where we play Ohio at the end of the year and Ohio is a good team and say they have like one loss or maybe two fluke losses or something. I probably just uh, if the way that breaks down where it's one loss um, somewhere in conference or something like that. We play a really close game with them. Tough game and Ohio has just looked dominant as they have in years past maybe this year and we lose a close game to them on the road but we win a tie the tiebreaker somehow right. or whatnot yeah. and we the main thing would be we would still have to get into the big 10 championship game and win it yeah for a chance with that so there is a small chance i know that people have been saying how michigan has one of the easiest schedules and yes they do but still there's ohio on the road at ohio and Ohio has been one of the best teams in the past few years. So, and that, it's and it's the last game, which stinks because it's somehow that always plays a factor in doing the brackets and getting to into, what into the top four. So you're yeah. kind of you know, you know, and you and you look at the, uh, kind of looking at the top ten in general and who I think is going to go undefeated or who's going to be in that top four. You could say Clemson. Alabama's got some issues because they had a guy suspended. Oklahoma's, they could win the Big 12 pretty easily this year. LSU, they got to play. They got their own SEC championship game. So, And then, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State and Michigan State are all vying for that Big 10 championship. I mean, and in a way, he's right. It's like we have to win the Big 10 in a way to get into that playoff. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, and and obviously the going undefeated would pave that way for us um, yeah. a lot more than if there was a loss somewhere down the road, and it really all just you know kind of depends on uh, when and where and how it happens. You know, I mean, was it a close game? Was it a blowout? Who was it to? Yeah, was our quarterback out? Was you know all this different stuff? So. I mean, if we go undefeated, yeah, that, that paves the road to go into the playoffs, most likely. If we lose one game, that definitely throws a big wrench into everything. And I wouldn't call it impossible, but yeah, it could really jack things up. Because wasn't it, yeah, wasn't it Ohio State that lost just one game to Michigan State last year and that jacked yep. everything up for them yeah. because then Michigan State went to the Big Ten title and won and that got that in, them in. So Yeah, they lost at the very, I mean, it wasn't the last game, but it was, you know, third or fourth, or third to last game or whatever. And 
yeah, they lost him. That was a big factor. It dropped him down pretty significantly. And so, and I'm and I'm looking at. I, I just uh, think that you know, and I hate to be a downer with you know the Michigan fans. And I'm trying to you know obviously keep hope. Uh, is member is the the board the, the playoff board is going to be looking at strength of schedule and you know and I'll be the first to say it does factor that the very fact is we're playing at Iowa right we're playing yeah. at Michigan State we're playing at Ohio those three right there matter so it does give us a little bit of strength of schedule but the rest is kind of a cakewalk and so I'm a big strength of schedule guy. I, I always factor in, regardless if it's a Michigan or not. And I look at it, and there's times where Ohio had a terrible cakewalk schedule. I think last year they did. They didn't have anybody till Michigan State and maybe us. And I didn't think that they should be in the top four. But um, so basically, we have to be. We can't lose any of those games. We can't lose to Michigan State. We can't lose to Iowa at all. We can't. If we do, we won't be in the top four. I just can't see how we'd get in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's so many different contributing factors with that and everything, and so it's it's way too early to predict it. But that I do agree with you that I think that's one of the major things that they look at is a strength of schedule. But then again, it's just kind of like, well, okay, if you have a really weak schedule but you have one really big game like let's say Ohio looks really amazing next year and that's our only loss and somehow we get into the Big Ten championship game still you know it's just like how did they fact yeah and how do you lose and yeah there's just so much into it but going back to the main content of this conversation um, you know I'm the type of guy I I like being more of the underdog. I like more of the idea of something. I think it's easier to be motivated to work for something than to be put in the position of trying to hold on to something. You know, like uh, we're ranked number seven. We want to get to the four, three, two, one spot. Um, Let's work for it. Let's earn it. Let's get it. Then instead of being, okay, we're ranked number three. Now we need to hold on to this. Now, of course, the way you could work against that is to say, okay, we're number three, but we want to be ranked number one. So let's work on getting ranked number one and things like that. So, Yeah, and, that, and you know, and you want to get a team where it's difficult to hold on to. Alabama knows all about that when they lost to Ole Miss. You know, you're, you're ranked in the top two or three, and they couldn't hold on very much. And, I mean, all you look at Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and LSU – and then uh, Ohio rounding the top five. I mean, are they all going to hold serve? I doubt it. It's just the very fact is, you know, it's difficult, like you said, to hold to that top five and stay there. And so that's why I kind of like it on the low end. I like to be the underdog, the people that they kind of, it's we're sneaking up slowly and leading to that. In a way, the overlooked team, you know, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't like being that high ranked. It just, I, it's just part of me too. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, um, to go ahead and continue on the on this uh, topic of the rankings and everything, we I, there there are so many out there. Like we mentioned, I mean, we just pulled where Michigan was ranked, and four of them there to include. I mean, I think there was 
uh, at least two or three that ranked Michigan at five and two or three that ranked Michigan at seven. So, I mean, they're, I think there's seven to ten or something of them out there. But we decided to go ahead and pull and continue a conversation on just some of the top ten teams or maybe we'll go further into the top 25. But to talk about how things look for the rankings for next year, we're looking at the ESPN way too early uh, rankings for 2016. Um, and I, I know I've heard the name, but I'm probably going to butcher it. Uh, Mark Schleybach. Schleybach. Yep. Schleybach. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blah. Mark, ESPN senior writer, anyways, uh, put the, uh, compiled this. Um, and so we'll, uh, I'll list the top 10 real quick and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. Uh, Alabama is number one, Florida State number two. This is where Michigan is ranked number three. Um, Baylor is ranked at number four. Clemson at five. LSU is ranked six. Seven is Oklahoma. Eight is Stanford. Nine is Notre Dame. And at the 10 spot is Ohio State. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) Craig, uh, quick thoughts or getting things kind of started with these uh, kind of top 10 because a lot of them um, you see across the board in the top 10. There are a few kind of that are um, maybe on the outside looking in with some of them. But Well, what was three again? Three was Michigan. This is the one where Michigan is ranked at number three. So Yeah, and that's too high. I mean, yeah. I get where Mark's coming from, but that's just too high. So. Yeah, let's see if he... Yeah, Alabama's a tough one because the very fact is um, they they had that uh, one of their players is probably going to get suspended in Cam Robinson. He's one of the left tackles, and I guess he's gonna he's one of the top ten draft picks next year coming out, and I guess that's how good he is and that he might be in trouble because I guess he's got some weapons charges and abuse you know, some other other things that he did that he get, he's going to get in trouble he might be suspended for the year and if they lose him that's a big blow to, to their um, offensive line so they could be in trouble um, no I, I, I think I just think Michigan's just too high on that I, I don't like it so I think that's the one I, I like Clemson Florida State's the one I'm like you know may, a little bit too high there yeah, yeah. Well, they get uh, they recruit really well every year. They have at least they're in the top three in recruiting. Um, but uh, I think uh, the very fact is Clemson's too loaded. I mean, they got their quarterback coming back to Sean Watson, and I think they're hungry and I think they're pissed off. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it's kind of surprising looking at this because. Um, and this uh, reading up more on it is actually their second edition of the way too early top 25 because they did one before the draft and they did one after the draft confirming after all the players have uh, were went to the draft and everything. Um, but Alabama, Florida State, and Michigan, the top three teams in here, are all have lost their quarterback. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of interesting to point that out. But, I mean, okay, we're talking about Alabama. Everyone knows Alabama is going to be up there. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if Alabama's between the one and the two spot, maybe the three spot, depending on how things pan out. Florida State is kind of surprising. Michigan, I'm with you, should not be in the top four, really. Um, 
especially with losing the quarterback. I mean, if we still had the court, uh, Jake Rudock, I would say, you know, that that is an argument to have maybe Michigan at the three spot. But with that key position being lost, I don't think uh, top four is really uh, a reasonable argument, really. But uh, I am surprised seeing Clemson out of the top four with the great fight that they put up against Alabama. Of course, I mean, every team, they're losing players, but they still have their quarterback, Deshaun yeah. Watson, coming back. Yeah, and, you know, I like where the LSU Tigers are, and, you know, they're always going to be very good. So, but they always have trouble with quarterbacks and stuff like that at the quarterback position. So um, I think this would be the year for LSU where if they don't play very well that um, Les Miles might be in the hot seat because every year he has a great, great team, great recruiting, and he just can't seem to get it done. So sooner or later he will. But um, Yeah, that that's the thing with just being over there with Alabama. Or like I think Notre Dame is going to be a lot better than you think they are because um, they got um, – their quarterbacks coming back and they're looking pretty good and i think you're going to see usc on the uprise because of the very fact that they're always recruiting they got a new uh coach i think they got a new attitude there they played they did pretty well on the half of the season so you never know what they're going to do things like that so yeah maybe it well I feel with some of these that's kind of tough to tell because I definitely will admit that I do not have the best knowledge on some of these uh, teams outside of the Big Ten um, because that's where we follow the most, Michigan football and then the Big Ten, um, everything going on inside the conference. So I would almost say that we should come up with kind of our own personal top ten and see kind of how we both pan out. But, yeah, it's... What's kind of surprising to me, and I don't know if you've heard this, but it seems like everyone's really, some people are really high on the Tennessee volunteers this year. Yeah. So I'm a little surprised that they haven't found their way into the top ten. But going back to what you were saying about Les Miles with LSU, it's the tough thing with them that they're just, they're always up against Alabama. (laughs) And Alabama's just always been so consistent for so long, and so that is... Not saying that Alabama is the only reason that they've been being kept at bay, but that definitely is a is a big contributing factor of what's been hindering them of maybe getting into some of the bigger bowl games or getting into the playoffs. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, bringing back Tennessee is obviously Butch Jones is doing a really good job down in, in Tennessee and in, in SEC country. But um, very fact is it, Tennessee is – on the uprise and we know it but the problem is is gosh they have to go up against oh, so many teams from there i mean in old you know you got mississippi old miss and alabama and it's in lsu and it's just it's a really tough tough conference to win and get up and get in the top five at least so but you know i think that one of the teams that you might be looking out for is a very fact is um Stanford. I mean, I like Stanford and what they're doing. I like um, uh, Baylor, what they're doing. They always they got their quarterback coming back, you know, and he got hurt. So they got two quarterbacks that are really good. So uh, I think it might come down to quarterback play, and that's why Oklahoma is looking really good. Clemson's looking good. Um, Alabama has a question at quarterback, and so does LSU and and. Um, some of the other teams so we'll see how that goes well at some point and i don't 
necessarily say that this should be our next topic. I mean, even though it might roll into it rather nicely, but we should maybe just kind of come up with an early prediction of who we think will finish the season out in the top four for the playoffs. Yeah, um, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because it kind of feeds feeds into this and everything, but that might be a conversation that we could also uh, do later, right before the season starts. So, um, yeah, it's looking at at these listings and everything. It's interesting seeing uh, what losses teams took with their players and uh, roster. So, yeah, um, going back to Michigan had that really good year first year under Brady Hoke and Michigan got ranked really high after that and I remember back then I was a little skeptical about it then it was actually the next year that Michigan played Alabama to start off the season and everything Um, so I've always never really been a fan of seeing Michigan get ranked really high unless they've been playing consistently at a high level you know I mean, I know that they, we had that great year and everything last year, but there's still so many changes going on. I mean, there was some staff changes. I mean, it's great to see uh, Don Brown on the staff and everything, but we also have still have some players that have uh, transferred out and things like that. And so uh, Jim is still getting his team put together. Um, so a lot of different things going on. I, yeah, it's just from a fan standpoint, I think it's a little high for Michigan, but also just from a realistic standpoint with all the changes just currently happening. I mean, because, I mean, you look at this, you know, um, Alabama's got the same coach forever. Florida's had the same coach for a while. Uh, Baylor hasn't gone through a coaching change in a while. Clemson's had the same coach for a while. LSU's had Les Miles for a long time. Uh, The Sooners have had, yeah, so all these, you're looking at all these other top 10 teams and they've had the same coaches for, I want to say, at least three years. Right. I think all of them. Yep. So it's really, really high expectations, in my own opinion, to put this on a second-year coach that, hey, we're going to put you at the number three spot with your new team. Yeah. And that, the fact is, is if you look at all the teams who go to the top, you know, get into the playoff bracket, I mean, all of them have seasoned um, kind of some guys that have some um, seniority on the quarterback position. They all do. I mean, I don't really remember too many teams that won it, won the championship with a first-year quarterback. I, I have a hard time figuring that out. What, like what Cordell Jones? Is he the one? I mean, from Ohio State, you know, kind of walk in there. But he only had to play, what, three to four games anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, a t- it's a tough call because you know clemson's got returning quarterback one of the best in the country and alabama is going to have a new quarterback in oklahoma is uh they have mayfield there and he's really good and um les miles is you know he's he's always had shaky quarterbacks and obviously is going to have their quarterback back and michigan's the only one i'm looking at this it's we don't know who even the starter is at this time yeah. is it a spate is it a corn we don't even know yet so i'm not saying they're not going to be any good what i'm saying is the very fact is a corn has more experience at quarterback spate 
doesn't. He doesn't have a whole year. He only has a couple games that he's played. And O'Corn has played a lot more games, but he's he's in the new system, a new coach, new every new offensive line, new. I just I'm think it's just a little bit too high at this time, and I think it's you know to say that they're at top five is I think ridiculous. Yep, totally agree. We appreciate you all listening in. Uh, we want to make sure to mention to you all and remind you on how you can stay in touch with us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Bros underscore in our name. So that's at Blue Bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And then our email, we have our email that is contact us at bluebrotherssportscast.com. And then, of course, you can call the voicemail which is uh, one of our preferred ways to go ahead and get in contact with us. You can call it at 551-258-3276. That number is 551-BLUE-BRO. So, uh, and then also want to mention, too, uh, that if you have not checked it out, you should go and check out our website, which is still relatively new. Actually, some recent uh, changes have been made, change the format. It's starting to look really sharp, adding some different things to it. We have uh, the feed that has different stuff going up all the time where we're going to have schedules and the football schedules and things like that. So uh, we appreciate all the fans checking it out. So um, another episode in the book. Yeah. Yep. Another episode. Um Great to hear everybody on Twitter. That's good. A lot of fans. Uh, a lot of people hitting us up and hitting me up on um, maybe uh, what kind of what games we're going to go to and show up at. And maybe we'd do some tailgating if we could. Maybe um, hang out with some of our fans that we see there. And that'd be a lot of fun if we can get to some of them. We'll let you know maybe what games that me and uh, Caleb are going to be at and let you know about that sooner or later. Yeah, absolutely. We've got hopes to do some maybe live recording at uh, yeah. maybe a game or multiple games this year. We've got some things in the works of maybe some exciting news coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we may even go as far as hitting a road game uh, this this year, if possible. Uh, we're yeah. looking into some of that. So um, definitely keep up with things. We'll try to let you know, announce it put it on uh, Twitter and uh, put things up on our website. We do not have a topic uh, coming up for this next week. We didn't have anything uh, defined. We were kind of discussing it here before we recorded, but we don't have anything set. If anyone has a topic or an idea or a conversation that they want, feel free to contact us. What we're going to start doing is we're going to start trying to tweet out what our topics are. Maybe even a good way to put it out is to tweet out what the topic is and pin it to our Twitter profiles so they're right there at the top also put it on the website so that you can go on there and see what the top of the week is um, and then we can get uh, fan feedback on things week in and week out so but just uh, with vacation this week I'll have to admit have not been able to put as much time into things as normal just taking it easy and enjoying time in Florida so yeah and we all hate you 
Yes, I know, and I appreciate that. So, <laughs> yeah, but 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 there is one thing that you have, Craig, that I don't, and that's uh, video games. So you, yeah, you have you, you have some you can throw <laughs> in my face. <laughs> I do have that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, when you get back, man, we're we'll, gonna have to tear that up when we get back. So yeah, we'll have to get back on that. But I'll have to admit, I would. I wouldn't say permanently, but I'm gladly for a week substituting the games for the nice weather, the pool, and the beach. So, yeah, yeah it's always nice. Yeah, enjoy uh, your time, man. Oh yeah, thanks. I will, and uh, we hope everybody enjoyed their time listening to this week's episode. We always uh, appreciate uh, fans tuning in. We hope you all have a good rest of the week. And we'll finish things off with a Go Blue. Go Blue.